0: Hey there, friends, I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius, it is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time. There is so much to be learned in The Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com and grab your copy of The Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, Sierra, and today, You get to hang out with just me. In fact, over the next several weeks, it's going to be you and me sitting here just having a good chat as we talk through the Inventory Genius Method. I've had a lot of amazing co-guests or guests here on the podcast in the last couple months. A lot of great interviews. But I thought it was about time that you and I just hung out for a while and had some conversations about inventory, about cash flow, about all the things I love to chat with you about. We're just going to have some short and sweet episodes coming up in the next several weeks where it's just going to be me and you. We're just going to be chatting through. The inventory genius method, and I'm really excited to get back to the basics and just hang out with you during these summer months. So, today we're going to be talking about doing the right work and what that looks like. Um, We're going to break down that right work into three different bite sized actionable steps. I'm really excited to share those things with you. So, let's go ahead and dig in. Um, If you haven't gotten a, a copy of the inventory genius book yet, I would love to encourage you to grab a copy. You can find the Inventory Genius on Amazon. Um, in either a printed version, in an e-version, or um, an Audible version. And if Amazon is not your jam and you wanna just head on over to my website, you can buy any of those three versions there as well at sierrastockland.com. The Inventory Genius book is short and sweet like a lot of what I do, including this podcast, which is often you know 20 minutes or so, just giving you some tips, some tricks, some bite-sized actionable steps. The Inventory Genius book is written the same way. I want you to be able to sit down And read it within about a couple hours, two hours or so. You should be able to fly through the book. It should give you some easy things that you can take, take and implement in your business. I was just interviewing um, a gal. I think her podcast will um, will air after these episodes are done, so in in a month or so. And um, she said that she purchased a book and she read it in her two-hour flight. She was able to just read through it, and she really appreciated that because we all have a lot to do, right? We don't have. A lot of extra time in our business life. And so if we can get a book that we can sit down and read in just a couple hours, that's always a good thing. So I want to encourage you to get a copy. Um, What we're talking about today is found in the first chapter, and it's doing the right work. Um, Some of what I'm going to chat with you about, I did not put in the book, um, but it's just been some further thoughts that I've had as I've been helping clients through the Inventory Genius Method and really helping them focus on the right work. So in chapter one, it says this what is that work wouldn't we all just do the work if we knew financial freedom lie within our grasp and i want to really talk through that because i don't think there's any single one of you listening who isn't willing to do the work it's just that often we don't know what that work is we get so bogged down in the everyday of our business life as the sales dwindle or never quite appear as people on the payroll come and go as you know, business expenses continue to rise, all of these things can drive a lot of complexity to show up in our business. So we are grasping at straws, we're trying to figure out why people aren't shopping, we're trying to keep up with all the bills, we're trying to increase our margins so we can cover those expenses, we find ourselves maybe in a little bit of debt or a lot of bit of debt. Um, whatever seems to pile up in our business, we then chase sales to figure out how to conquer that problem, right? So if I just had a little bit more money coming in, if I could just sell a little bit more, I would feel a little bit better. And when we chase those sales, often complexity is what is the outcome. So it's not that we weren't or aren't willing to do hard work. It's just that we can find ourselves in a position where we don't know what to focus on first. We don't know what to focus on next. This morning, I was on a consult call with two different people, um, actually completely different places geographically. So talk to one gal um, over in the UK and talk to another gal right here in the states. So it didn't doesn't matter where you're located. if you have a small business, you have the same problems. It doesn't matter if you are selling and buying in dollars or in pounds it's still cash coming in and cash going out. And both of these people had inventory. And what I was able to do as I asked them some questions and dialed in a bit to what they have going on in their business um, was to quickly identify how we could get rid of some complexity and simplify down the work that they're doing. So they're focused on the right things. And a lot of times it takes that outside perspective. We get so Ingrained in what we've got going on in our business. We wake up in the morning, we think about it, we dwell on it, we try, we hustle, we grind, we do all the things. And it's us, ourselves, and us often talking through solutions that we think will solve the problems we have. Sometimes we just need that outside perspective. And so I was able to do that on both these consult calls, dial in and help them figure out what that right work is. So going back to the book, wouldn't we all just do the work if we knew financial freedom lie within our grasp? Wouldn't we all do whatever it takes to finally sleep at night, pad the bank account, and rid ourselves of the imposter imposter syndrome we feel once and for all. After working with thousands of product-based business owners, I have discovered that most often it is not a lack of effort that yields these lackluster and sometimes catastrophic results. In actuality, many people don't know what the real work truly is. What should they focus on? What will move the needle? Okay, so if you had a pen and paper, I want you to write these three things down. These are three areas where we can focus on the right work. So there's three different buckets, if you will, of right work that we need to be doing in our business. Number one, money. So we need to be focusing on the right work when it comes to money numbers. Okay. Number two, The right work when it comes to our mindset. And number three, the right work when it comes to the matter of our business. Okay, so three M's, money, mindset, and matter. We need to do the right work when it comes to our money, the right work when it comes to our mind, and the right work when it comes to the matter of our business. Okay, so within these buckets of right work, what are some things that we could focus on that are not just busy busy um, actions that are not going to create just more complexity, but are going to actually produce the results we're working looking for. Money. Know the basics of how your money flows. Have you ever thought about this before? We've heard the words cash flow, right? When it comes to the right work and your money, I want you to start thinking about the basics of how your money flows. How the cash flows. Think about your cash like water flowing in a stream, flowing in a river, flowing in a lake, flowing through the ocean, right? Water flows in a certain direction. Certain events produce more flow or dry up the flow, right? If we have a, back in North Dakota, here's a good illustration. Back in North Dakota, it snows a lot. All winter long, it snows. And then the snow melts and it often floods, right? So the water in the river increases, the flow rushes more quickly. And we had the Red River up north and so the river actually flowed north, one of the rivers that flows north. Um, And so as the snow would melt, it would produce more water which would increase river flow and it would flow and flood um, in a more extreme way, right? So the flow of your money, what produces more cash What diminishes cash? Maybe we didn't have a great season of snow or the way that it fell and how it melted did not produce an overabundance of water. And maybe we would find the Red River drying up a bit and having a bit of a drought, right? So that flow um, slowed down. And so the same thing happens with our money and our cash. And it's important for you as a small business owner, if you want to focus on the right work, To understand the flow of the money in your business, what increases the flow, what decreases the flow, and where does the money flow in and out of. So some of the things that we can do to focus on this right work is to look at our sales to break those down. What are they coming from? Um, What is bringing the bulk of the majority of our sales? What increases our our overall sales volume? What decreases our sales volume as it relates to the product we're selling or the time of day we're selling the products? Where we're selling the product if we have multiple revenue streams? and then um, how the money stays in our business or leaves our business, how it flows in and out so what are our expenses looking like? how can we decrease our expenses? how can we live lean and mean in our business things like that. all right the second point to focus on is our mindset okay so the first thing I want you to really write down and to immo- um what's the word um, immortalize uh, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm thinking of the right word. Um, the word that I want you to just, um, To put on a piece of paper and put up on your mirror, (laughs) put it somewhere where it will not disappear, whatever that word is. Um, It's slipping my mind right now. I want you to think about this phrase, stop playing store with your store. Just stop it. Stop playing store with your store. You're not in business to have a hobby. You know, a lot of times when I visit with owners, they feel a lot of shame and guilt around not understanding how their money is flowing, what's happening with their money, what's happening with their numbers, why they don't have the customer base they want. And sometimes these owners have opened their business with a lot of money, maybe they have a second income in their household and so they don't necessarily need a paycheck. Um, or whatever they'd like to tell themselves. Right. And so we just say, well, you know, I don't really need to take a paycheck. I don't have any debt. So I I can just keep doing the things that I like to do. And I don't need to focus on this hard stuff over there. They're playing store with their store and they're making the excuse that they can afford to play store with their store because I don't need that extra income. I don't have any debt. I just did this to serve my community. There's all sorts of things that we love to tell ourselves when we don't want to do the work we know needs to get done. So I want you to stop playing store with your store. When it comes to your mind and focusing on the right things, I want you to start focusing on your business as a business. You are able, I believe you are able to be a confident business owner that has her mindset and her money and the matter of her store under control. I believe that you can take a paycheck and if you don't need that income, you can give it away. You can invest back in your community. There are things that we can do with that owner's compensation if you truly do not need it, but I want you to stop playing store with your store and stop telling yourself that you don't have to figure out the hard work to do the right things because you don't need the income or you're just doing this to give back, or you don't really care about money. I used to tell myself this when I wasn't, it's funny enough. So when I wasn't making money in my business, which you'll read about some of that in the book, I would tell myself the money doesn't really matter. Like I'm not doing this for money. I don't care about the income. That was a lie. I told myself to make myself feel better about my financial situation because I should reward myself as a business owner and if I don't want to keep it I can gladly give that away. There are lots of people who can use money and resources, but I should not use that excuse that I don't really care about money, I don't really need it to to avoid doing the hard work. Okay? Number 2, the second thing I want you to think about when it comes to the mindset, the second thing I want you to focus on when it comes to the right work is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable stop playing store with your store. And I want you to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. We avoid hard things because our mind tells us we need to always live in a state of comfort. Um, I was just telling some of my mastermind clients, this, um, illustration, um, David Goggins was talking about this. I was listening to his book, um, one of his books on audio and he was talking about how, um, and it really resonated with me, how we can do anything from the comfort of our couch. When we are sitting on a couch and we're watching an amazing sporting event or um, you know, anything that's really interesting. We think, well, I could do that. I could learn to do that. I could push myself to do that because we're comfortable in that situation where we're sitting, where we're observing. But when we get to the gym, when we get out on the track, when we get to the, you know, the weight machine or any of those hard things where we have to push ourselves, then we decide, oh no, you know, this is, this is really difficult. I might hurt myself. This is not comfortable. I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Whatever those things look like, It's easy to do the hard work, in air quotes, do the hard work from the comfort of our couch. It's hard to do the hard work when it gets hard. And so that's why we need to learn to get very comfortable with being uncomfortable and realize that the uncomfortable feelings we're having when we start to do the hard work is part of the journey. When you and I work together and we create your open to buy plan, when I help you learn to create an open to buy or a buying budget, and you go to market for the first time with that budget in hand, and you have to tell vendors no, you have to tell your employees you brought along no, we don't have the funds for that, we don't need that. That's the uncomfortable work we don't wanna do. And so we slip back to what is comfortable for us, we start playing store with our store again because it feels better. We need to learn to create a rock solid mind that can be uncomfortable and know that it's okay, that is part of the process of growth. All right, the third thing, matter, okay? So the matter of our business, what do I mean by the matter? The nitty gritty of our business, the everyday of our business, what are three areas of the matter of our business we need to learn to focus on? Strengths and weaknesses, you have to understand what you're really, really good at, and what you're really not good at, I remember when I started to realize that I am not an operations person. I'm not a detail-oriented person. Now, I can do those things because I've pushed myself to learn to function and to do a good job in those areas. However, I know that what I'm really good at is problem solving. What I'm really good at is fixing messes. What I'm really good at is creating a vision for a company and executing on that vision. So the more I can lean into those strengths, the more be- the more better, <laughs> the more I can lean into those strengths, the better I will do at all of those positions, at those tasks, at those jobs and those opportunities, right? And so as you learn what you're really, really good at, you can then hire or you can position your team to do the things that maybe you are, you know, a little weaker in so that you have the time to lean into your strengths. So the matter of our business, our strengths and our weaknesses, curiosity, I want you to be constantly curious about your business. Why did that product not sell as good the second time as it did the first time? Why is my margin down? Why are my employees starting to show up late? What am I doing really, really well that's driving these extra sales on my website? Why, why, why? Business owners who are curious about their business, have a constant curiosity about what's going on in their business, will train themselves to focus on the right things. Because as you remain curious and constantly ask why, not in a why can't I make money, why can't I ever, not that kind of why, but the I wonder why. I wonder why my sales are down. I truly wonder why. I wonder what I could have changed in that conversation. I wonder why my employees constantly X, Y, Z. What am I doing poorly that I could do better? How could I? Being curious about our business will keep us focused on the right things. And then Third, the power of the edit. Now, this is not for me either. Um, I interviewed someone recently and she talked about the power of the edit and I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing stuff. We need to learn to become really good at being curious about our business and then editing what doesn't make sense. Instead of continuing to add complexity, let's keep editing the parts of our business that do not work, that do not make sense, that are no longer relevant, let's learn the power of the edit. Instead of constantly collecting and never getting rid of, let's learn to edit with intention. Um, If you think about a closet, so um, when I had my store, I would constantly surprise friends and family with my minimal closet. Because if I don't wear it, why do I have it hanging in there? And they would say, oh my goodness, Sierra, I'm so surprised you have hardly anything in your closet. I thought owning a retail chain and having access to all this inventory, your closet would be massive. And I would always say, but why? Because if I'm not going to use it, if I enjoyed that product for a season or those shoes for a season, but I no longer wear heels or they're out of fashion or I just don't like them. They just don't bring me joy. Why would I not edit them out so that what I look at in my closet is all usable product? Let's think about our business that way too. If we no longer use vendors, if we no longer have a need for a particular um, 1099 people or different social apps, there's all sorts of things we could do when we edit and when we learn to control what we keep. And instead of collecting all the things, we can have that powerful, intentional editing process in our business. This will create um, matter in our business that we can focus on. So again, the right work consists of three areas, our money, our mindset, and the matter of our business. If we can get really focused in on these areas we will start to know intuitively as business owners what the right work is that we need to be participating in today. All right, that's what I have for you guys today. I love hanging out with you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you haven't gotten your copy of Inventory Genius yet, please do that. And if you do, can I ask you a big favor? You know, I would really appreciate a review because just like me and just like you, Other listeners who are just finding me for the first time might be like, who's the Sierra girl and what's this all about? What is being an inventory genius? And they want to look at a review and see if their money would be well spent on the inventory genius book. So if you have purchased through Amazon and would be willing to hop on over there and give me a review, I would so appreciate it. Um, Also, you know, here on the podcast, I don't think I've ever asked for a podcast review, but if you'd be willing, if you've been listening to the podcast for months, For weeks, months, days, maybe years. Maybe you've been hanging out with me for years, um, getting so much free information and great content that you've been able to take and apply. Would you do me a favor and leave me a review? I would really appreciate that because reviews do help. Um, it helps people find the Inventory Genius podcast. And um just like you, just like me, we all like to know what other people think. So if you wouldn't mind, I would so appreciate it. All right, you guys, thanks for hanging out. I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, stockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together, and that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like, and it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day, but then that work continues throughout the year because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. You and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, SierraStockland.com, where you can learn more about booking your VIP day.